Welcome to this special midweek episode of the Cyber Guy Podcast. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And this for this episode, I'm doing something a little different. I'm going to talk about a couple of news items that I happened to notice today that I thought were important to get out there so folks can understand it, know what they are, and take appropriate efforts to try to protect themselves. And this is a new uh, effort I'm trying to work on to see uh, if I can put out these quick hitter type podcasts in between my regular long form interview podcast. So let me know in the email if this is something that is of interest or of use to you. Uh, feel free to email me, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at the cyber guy, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R.com. Uh, I appreciate uh, any input I get back about the podcast. Uh, also, you can find me on LinkedIn, and I'll post this in the notes version of the podcast, but it's uh, Darren.Mott. I'm sorry, that's not even correct. It's LinkedIn linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott, all one word, no spaces or anything. And it'll say the cyber guy, you'll know who it, you, you, you'll figure it out who it is if you're looking on LinkedIn, because I post a lot of stuff on a daily basis regarding particular cyber trends and topics. And so these two happened today. And so I thought, well, let me try this little, you know, quick 10 minute or less podcast and, and see what folks think. So the reason I'm doing this podcast, there were two two articles that that came out today that I thought were very interesting and I thought that people should at least be aware of because you have to again the point of my podcast is to help people understand the threats that are out there and how to protect themselves so today I created a new hashtag on Twitter or not on Twitter I know I'm not on Twitter but on LinkedIn called knowledge is protection I mean we've heard knowledge is power I had a high school uh, class ring that I said knowledge is power on the class ring, um, but this is knowledge is protection. The more you understand the threats that are out there, the better you can assess the risk that's targeting you, and you can go about your online lives with a reasonable amount of security that you're doing the things right. So here are the two articles. Uh, this first one is from techradar.com, and the, the title is More Than 3 Billion Emails and Passwords Were Just Leaked Online. This should send a chill down everybody listening to this back, simply because it's a pretty good chance that your email and password combination from some website somewhere that got breached is likely in this particular cache of information. So this is this is what's called a COMB, a compilation of many breaches, as it contains a lot of double hits. So you'll if you were to look at it, you'd see you might see the same email and password in a multiple a couple different places. And this makes the point that the biggest concern for most folks needs to be password their passwords and how they log into their sites, be it email, financial uh, institutions, or what have you. So a lot of people repeat repeat the same password or use the same password over and over again. This is a bad move. Come up with a password methodology to store your password, to be it an online application, an application on your phone. You can use a Word document if you want, provided you, provide, you password protect the Word document and kind of keep it in a place where only you know where to find it. But all that being said, you really need to do multi-factor authentication as well. So I'm going to just kind of read a paragraph or two from this particular article from Tech Radar, uh, just to kind of give you an idea or a flavor of the report. But so normally this is, um, the author is Anthony Spadafora or techradar.com. But normally when a data breach occurs, a cyber criminal's responsible may leak the usernames and passwords stolen from one organization or company. However, a new compilation recently posted on an online hacking forum contains more than 3.2 billion unique pairs of clear text emails and passwords gathered from past leaks. What this means is they can see the passwords, they can see the email. So it doesn't take a brain surgeon to go out and use those combinations on a multitude of different sites and maybe you get lucky and get access to someone's bank account, someone's legitimate email, someone's corporate email, someone's corporate network. Hard to say, but it certainly creates 
a huge risk for everyone out there who has an online presence. So um, a couple other notes of this, let's see if anything that was important, but so instead of this being a new data breach, this is not a new data breach, so keep that in mind. But what it is, is it appears to be a large compilation of multiple breaches ever posted online. It shares similarities to a COMB release from 2017, um, and it's organized in a tree-like structure and that the same scripts are used for querying emails and passwords. Basically, if you're a hacker and you have access to this particular list, you can put in an email. It will query the entire 3.2 billion compromised accounts and give you a password that you can then try to use somewhere and see if it works. So all this to be said, um, it's another it's another email password data release multi-factor authentication people put that on make sure it's active have it use it wherever you can especially if it's important accounts that you need i understand that it becomes somewhat of a extra hurdle to get in if you need something to get in quickly but if you have social media accounts your financial accounts your email accounts you should have multi-factor authentication turned on sometimes it's called secondary security um, they may call it different things, but but turn that on to protect yourselves. Again, 3.2 billion emails and passwords are now being queried by hackers all over the world. The second one is more cor- for my corporate listeners. Uh, individuals should still pay attention because it does apply to your home networks to a certain extent as well, but not as much as it does to corporate networks. But this is uh, from ZDNet, Caitlin Kimpano, uh, or Catalin Kimpano, or zero day, he's the one doing the reporting. But the basically the title is proper patching would have prevented 25% of all zero days found in 2020. So what this means, zero day is a piece of malware that has no antivirus or firewall protection. In other words, it's an unknown vulnerability that that a hacker figured out how to how to create a vulnerable found a vulnerability and created malware to um, to utilize that particular vulnerability. And so. Uh, it, there's not a lot of those created every year. And when bad guys create them and nation states create them, they keep them very close hold so that it becomes very hard to defend against them. So let me read a little bit about this article and then I'll talk about it briefly. And then we'll let you go for the day. But so Google said today that a quarter of all zero day vulnerabilities discovered being exploited in the wild in 2020 could have been avoided if vendors had patched their products correctly. The company, through its Project Zero security team, said it detected 24 zero days exploited by attackers in 2020. Six of these variations of vulnerabilities were disclosed in previous years where hackers, I'm sorry, where attackers had access to old bug reports so they could study the previous issue and deploy a new exploit version. So basically what happened here was individuals with software or companies with software failed to update vulnerabilities within that software. And I make that point because today I got a, there was a note um, from Apple that there's an exploit or vulnerabilities within Mac OS, Big Sur's and, and a couple other ones additionally, that is a vulnerability that has not been patched. And so if bad guys can figure out how to utilize that vulnerability, they can create a zero day against it. So this just goes to, to make the point that when hard, software is provided an update, meaning they, they're trying to fix a vulnerability they have found, be it Windows, be it Linux, be it Mac OS, be it SolarWinds Orion, be it whatever, whatever software, Microsoft uh, Office, when they give you the option to update software, you should update it because some bad guy is going to figure out 
how to exploit it. And that's not what you want. So from a corporate perspective, the problem is a lot of companies just don't have the personnel to do appropriate patching of their systems. And it makes it very hard for them to stay on top of all of this patching. They do the best they can, but these guys are involved with might be one or two people in a small to medium-sized business that are trying to keep the computers running, trying to make sure that the mice work, trying to do all these things to keep the network up and going. So when patches come out, if you have 100 devices you have to patch, if you don't have a system in, in place that can do multiple patching at once and you have to go around individually and do patching, um, that makes it very hard to make sure everything's patched and up to date. So the point of this particular article was that there were known vulnerabilities that if the software had just been patched, the zero day would not have been effective. So this is not always on, let me make a point too also, this is not always on the end user because if the company that has the vulnerability doesn't create the patch to fix the hole, then it's very hard for you as an individual or as a company to fix that vulnerability because the vendor is not making the patch to fix the problem, which means you should then go look for a different comp competing vendor and use their product, which is likely safer. So with that, if you're thinking of this from a home perspective, make sure you patch all your devices, be it your TVs, be it your ring doorbells, be it your Nest um, smart thermometers or whatever. If you get a thing saying you need to update this, update it. If your device is connected to the internet, make sure you update it. Internet of things, vulnerabilities are huge. I mean, there is no, if there was an S in internet of things, it would mean security, but there is no S, so there is no security. So Internet of Things is a, is a conversation we'll have on another day, perhaps. But with that, I'm going to let you go. That's all I really wanted to talk about today. So I do appreciate you uh, popping in for this quick hitter of a podcast. Go out, protect yourselves. Make sure that you understand the threats targeting you. Assess your risk. Proceed wisely. And remember, protection. I'm sorry, I did it wrong already. Knowledge is protection. Have a good day, folks.